0: we have come to worship you. We have come to praise you. We have come to give up the substance you've given up to us. Father. as we have given, we ask O oh God that you multiply the resources. We declare that every limitation of any form and of any kind be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Everything that restricts people and prevents people from achieving the greatness you have set before them Father, we command them to be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare, Father God, limitation in finances, limitation in health, limitation in resources. Father, today they come to an end. In the mighty name of Jesus. We declare that your blessings that you have given to us, they are manifesting in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we come before your word to be watered by your word, Father, we prosper beyond... Our natural efforts in jesus name amen. amen 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 hallelujah praise the lord wow the year is almost coming to an end and the uh, 2020 the most anticipated year is coming to a close. And we are glad that we are standing because the word of God has sustained us. Praise the Lord. You all look wonderful and great. Last week, we started discussing a very important topic. Who can remember what it was? Hallelujah. We're all sleeping. If you don't remember the, the title of the Simon, so how are you going to live by it? It says Christianity is not a Sunday Sunday tonic, it's not uh, coming to acquire new information and never willing to put them to work. The Bible says, they that prosper are they that put the word of God to work. And he said, you must hear the word over and over and over again until it takes root in you. By the Holy Spirit, we share the word of God with you. And it's your responsibility to go back and listen to this. The one that you hear here, uh, magnified by the Holy Spirit, is just the beginning. But for it to take root and you live by it, you must go back and listen, watch the videos over and over again. In those days, we used to buy tapes with our money. Now, God has made it possible you can get it free now. Take advantage of it. Take advantage of it. Make your time count. Make it make it profitable to you. Every word of God that you receive is as a result of what you need out of that time. You may not even know how you're going to put it to work yet. But when you continue to listen to it and that word take possession of your heart, it will transform your inside and your outside will automatically be transformed. Praise the Lord. Where well, I will remind you, nothing is too difficult for me. Nothing is too difficult for me was last Sunday's Simon, And I hope you really, really, learn something from it. Today, if nothing is too difficult for you, then what is the saying you should do? If nothing is too difficult for you, no limitation, nothing is holding you back, so what is next? So today's t- Simon is titled, The diligent is made rich. The diligent is made rich. The diligent is made rich. I know in church we don't talk about riches so much because they would think you are talking about prosperity. If you are not rich, you are a slave to something else. And Jesus Christ came to give us freedom, came to set us free from sin, disease, and limitations. And we said nothing is too difficult for me because nothing is too difficult for God. The diligent is made rich. Rich is not only for unbelievers. To to be well off is not only for unbelievers. To do well It's not only for unbelievers. You go to school, you get get trained in one particular career or the other. Those are tools for you. But things that will make you prosper and make you rich are what you do with what you received. The diligent is made Rich. The diligent is made rich. Most Christians always look at unbelievers and say, they are doing well, but I don't know what's wrong. And I give my tithes, I give my offering, I, I pray, I do what is necessary, yet, what I expect or what I have the target I've set for myself have not materialized. Well, being a Christian doesn't make you automatically rich. Being a Christian doesn't make you automatically rich. Does that mean that God has not provided the things that can make you rich? No. God has provided it. But you have your part to play to be diligent in what he has provided. Praise the Lord. Let us look at uh, Genesis. The book of the beginnings. Genesis 47, verse 6. Genesis 47, verse 6. It says, choose any place you like for them to live. This is Pharaoh talking to Joseph when they just migrated, when his family just migrated to Egypt. He said, choose any place you like for them to live. Give them the best of land. Give them the best of Egypt. The land of Goshen will be fine. If any of them have special skills, put them in charge of my life stock too. Praise the Lord. We said the best of the land is what? is ours, is yours. The best of the land is yours. If you don't own the land, you cannot control what happened. If you don't own the resources, if you don't own the land that your father has given you, that God has given you, if you don't own it, you will not prosper, you will not do well. Because whoever owns the land determines what goes on in the land. Are you hearing me? If you own the land, you determine what goes on in the land. So if you possess the land, you already have some advantage. If you possess the land, you have the potential of controlling the resources that is in the land. I said the best of the land is yours. When God was moving the children of Israel out of Egypt... He said, "I will give you their land because those people that were in that land did not know me. They serve a different god. They serve idols. But I am going to give you the land so you can serve me. But if those people still remained in that land, who would have been in control of the land? Who would have been in control of the land?" The people that owns the land. they determine what religion would take place in that land. They determine which God they will worship in that land. They determine who prospered in that land. They determine who builds and who does not. So God said, "The best of the land is us. But here, in Genesis 47 verse six, Pharaoh, who owned the land, was given a part of the land. And he gave the children of God because of the anointing of their, on their life. Because of the grace of God in their life. God gave them the best of the land. He gave them the best of the land. He said, choose any place you like for them to live. Give them the best land of Egypt. Give them the best land of Egypt. He said the land of Goshen would be fine. So when these people took over the best of the land, who was not controlling that part of the land? The children of Jacob. And the Bible said they multiplied. They became great. They multiplied in numbers. They multiplied in resources until the Egyptians became afraid of them. And the word of God tells us that our land is the word of God. Our land is the word of God. And he said, they that are watered are those that are planted by the waters. So the word of God is not only, water, it's not only the land, it's also the water. The word of God is the water that waters your spirit that causes you to prosper. So when you come into a service like this and we share the word of God with you, we are pouring water into the best of the land that is in you. You are empowered physically. You are empowered spiritually. You are empowered to expand. You are empowered to make progress. And we said this month is our, our month of taking possession. You take possession of the blessings of God, you take possession. Of the promises of God. The best of the land is us. For the church of God to do well, for you to be able to establish a church, the doctrine of Christ around the world, we must take hold of the land. For instance, if you live in Brampton the majority of the occupants of that, of that region they are, they are from where? They are where? They are from where? They are what? They are the Indians. And as such, who dictate what goes on in Brampton? They do. Because they have the land and they have The resources. So they determine what goes on in that land. So make it your focus to acquire land. Don't just make it a confession that the best of the land is yours and you have no land. Don't make it a confession That the best of the land is yours and you are not doing anything. Until you control the land, you cannot control the religion. Until you control the land, you cannot determine what goes on in that place. Until you control the land, you don't have influence over the land. Praise the Lord. He said, and if any of them have special skills, now Pharaoh is putting a demarcation between those that will be ordinary and those that will do extraordinary well. He said, if those that have special skills are among them, Put them in charge of my livestock. I said, The diligent is made rich. The diligent is made rich. He said, If there are anyone that are diligent with their talents, those that are not wasteful, those that know how to turn small to become big, those that know how to invest, those that know how to improve things. Those that know how to add value. He said, if you know them, bring them and let them take care or let them be in charge of my livestock. The diligent is made rich. So in our lives, we have to strive to be diligent with what we have, with what God has blessed us with. To be diligent with his word, To be diligent with our talents. To be diligent with our time. To be diligent is to be resourceful. To be diligent is to Be less wasteful. Not wasting the resources that is entrusted to us, whether it be time, whether it be opportunities, whether it be money. Because when we are diligent and we take care of that which God has given to us, He said it will multiply. Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 1. Proverbs 10 verse 1. The diligent is made rich. The diligent is made rich. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 1. He said the proverbs of Solomon A wise child brings joy to a father, a foolish child brings grief to a mother. So who is a wise child? A wise child is somebody that follows instruction, somebody that put what he learns to work. Somebody that takes advantage of the information given to him. Somebody that takes advantage of the knowledge he has gained. He said a, a wise child brings joy to a father. And we as children of God, God wants us to do well and bring joy to him. God wants us to prosper. There are a number of people looking up to you to be their answers to their prayers. There are a number of people looking for those that are diligent to learn from them. If you are diligent, it doesn't matter what is put in your hand, so long as you stay with it for a long time. After some time, people will know you by it and you will prosper. Whatever you do, stay with it. Polish it. Stay with it. Don't jump from one point to another. Not only owning, owning the things that you ought to own. If your talent has been given to you and you, receive, and you refuse, and you refuse to practice, you refuse to put it to work because you think the stage is too small. Guess what? The Bible says, he that has the little, the little that he has will be taken from them. But he that uses that which is given to them, more will be given to them. Don't say the talent that I have is too small. Don't say the land that I have is too small. Don't say the resources that I have is too small, so I need not to do anything with it. I will hide it. Or the stage is too small. The diligent is made rich. The diligent is made rich. Verse 2. He said, He got in gain has no lasting value. Ingotting gain has no lasting value. But right living can save your life. Right living, doing the right stuff, staying with what you have learned, being joyful as the word of God instructs us to be, be diligent. Being faithful with the little that we have. Being faithful with the time that God has given to us. Being faithful to put to work what we have learned. We help you take possession of all that God has prepared for you. The diligent is made rich. The in words Work that are stolen, work that are gotten because of one uh, fast move, he said it will not stay. Work by cheating others, he said it will not last. Work by stealing, he said it will not last. So, as Christians, God wants us to do well. God wants us to possess the best of the land. God wants us to abound in resources. God wants us to excel in our giving profession. And no matter how talented you are, if you are not using your talent, it will not reward you. Pharaoh said, the best of the land is for you the children of Jacob. But if there are people that have special skills among them, I will put them in charge. I will cause them to reign. But if those people have special skills and they have never developed those skills, they have never learned new skills, they will never be put in charge. If you want to be put in charge, you need To be dedicated, you need to be diligent, you need to be faithful. Wherever you are put to serve, serve with all of your ability, serve with all of the grace that God has given you. Whatever you have been called to do, let people know you by that which you do. Be so efficient, be so efficient. That when people see you, they know that you have something of value to give. You might be somebody that caters, cater the best. You might be somebody that make designs. You are a photographer, an editor, a performer, a singer. Do The best. And with time, people will know you for it and they will reward you. They will grow. You will grow. You will do well. You will take possession of more. After some time, you begin to hire more people. That's how you take possession of the land. You dictate what goes on in the land. Hallelujah. The diligence is made rich verse 3 said the lord will not let the godly starve to death the lord will not let the godly starve to death but he refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked said god will not let the righteous or the godly starve to death. But when God gives you the opportunity and you don't use it, it's your responsibility what you do with what God has put in your hand. It's either you are a waster, a spender, or an investor. It's either You are a waster. Somebody that wastes the resources that is put in their hand. Somebody that wastes their opportunity. Or somebody that wastes the resources that is in their hand. Either because they think it's too small, or they think um, it's not relevant. Or they think these resources is not valuable and as such they refuse to care for it. That person belongs to the class or those that are wasters. Then there are other classes like those who just spend they just spend they are tomorrow for today. They spend what they ought to live for in a year's time today. Those that spend all that they have, they will not prosper. It doesn't matter how long they pray. But their diligent is made rich. God wants you to be diligent with your talents, be diligent with your resources, be diligent with your time. I said you are either a waster, a spender, or an investor. Somebody that invests. If you spend all that you have, no matter how much God put in your hand, you will not prosper. You will not be rich. You will not control the land. But if out of what you have, you manage it, you plan with it, and you invest for the future, you will take possession of more than you desire. Others will help you to multiply that which is already in your hand. Systems will work together to make sure that you do well, that your investment gr- grows, that your investment do well. There might be challenges. people might take advantage of you. don't lose focus. That's why the Bible said, the diligent is him that is made rich. The diligent is him that is made rich. Go to verse 6. It said the godly are shown with blessing. Evil people cover up their harmful intentions. Next verse. We all have happy memories of the godly, but the name of the wicked person rots away. He said, we all have memories of the godly, but the name of the wicked runs away. Next verse The wise are glad to be instructed. The wise are glad to be instructed. But babbling fools fall flat on their face, on their faces. He said the wise they want to be instructed, they want to gain new instructions, they want to take that which they are taught and practice it. They want to put it to work. And as thought they are diligent. Give me from the King James. The wise in heart will receive commandments. The wise in heart will receive commandments. But a panting fool will fall. Hallelujah. We skip verse 4 and 5, so let's do verse 4 and 5 said, he becomes poor that deals with a slacking hand. He becomes poor that deals with a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent make it rich. The hand of the diligent make it. Rich, I said, if you are diligent, you will be made rich. Whatever you have, stay with it, nurture it, multiply it, invest it. Don't just let things slide by. Don't just let information fall. Let it not just be that you are hearers and not doers. Is the diligence that makes that becomes rich? He said, He becomes poor that dealeth with a slack hand. Somebody that doesn't take anything seriously. He doesn't take anything seriously. Is either what you give to them is too small? What they have is 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 unvaluable to them. They don't value information. They don't treat information with care. And they are not even hungry for information. They are not hungry for knowledge. And as such, they don't do well. They are easily deceived. They are easily misled. He said, but you are different. Because he said, the best of the land is yours. And he said, if you are planted by the rivers of water, you will prosper. Most Christians, they hear the word of God. They learn the principles of God. They learn the principles of Jesus. But they never, they never put these principles to work. They never truly take advantage of the anointing over their lives. They never take advantage of their giving in church. Because when you give in church, the Bible says, I will open the windows of heaven and I will pour out a a blessing upon you. I will pour out a, a blessing for you. I will cause the devourer for you. When you give, there's an empowerment that comes upon you. There's an empowerment that enables you to do more. But if you are slack in your hands, if you refuse to take steps, he said, even when God has empowered you, you will not do well. When God has made provision for you to take possession of a lot, he said, nothing will will happen. So God... wants us to take possession of our lands. He wants us to take possession of our land. God wants us to borrow a lot of vessels. God wants us to take advantage of the situation. God wants us to be in charge. The diligent is made rich and knowledge is vital second Peter chapter 3 verse 14 we take it from the amplified second Peter 3 Verse 14 from the Amplified. So beloved, since you are expecting these things, be eager to be found by him. Beloved, since you are expecting these things, be eager to be found by him. Without spot or blemish, and at peace, in serene confidence, free from fear and agitating passion, and moral deficient or moral conflicts. Verse fifteen. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord, his slowness in avenging wrongs and judging the world, is salvation. That which is conducive to the soul's safety, even as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the spiritual insight given him. He said, conduct yourself. Consider that your long-suffering of our Lord in avenging the wicked is not that because he is slow. Verse 16, let's go to verse 16. He says, what Paul wrote concerning God, come up, God be patient with the own ungodly. He said, considering it, he said, people, some people think that it is difficult. He said, speaking of these as he does in all his letters, there are some things in those episode of Paul that are difficult to understand. This is Peter writing. They are difficult to understand which the ignorant and unstable twists are misconstrued to their own utter destruction. Just as they distort and misinterpret the rest of the scriptures. Praise the Lord. He said, those people that think that Paul's writings are difficult, they misinterpret Paul's writing, they misuse Paul's writing, and as such they are heading for destruction. Is it because the word of God is not powerful enough to save? No. No. But because they've been mistaught, they have mishandled it, they misunderstood what Paul was writing, he said they, they are unstable. They are ignorant and unstable. They are ignorant and unstable. They twist and misconstrue their own They misconstrue to their own utter destruction. So they misuse what Paul said, and they are heading forward destruction. And he said, not only are they just going to destroy their own self because of their misunderstanding of the scripture, not only what Paul wrote, but everything concerning the whole scripture. They just as they distort and they misinterpret the rest of the scriptures. They misinterpret the rest of the scriptures. What would that do? If that is misled, if the if the leader, somebody that you look up to, somebody that You trust their judgment. Now mislead you. Misinterpret the scripture to you because it's difficult for him. How will that profit you? So they distort it. Next verse. He said, let me warn you, therefore, beloved. That knowing these things beforehand, you should be on guard, lest you be carried away by the error of lawless and wicked. By lawless and wicked. And he went ahead to define who the wicked is wicked persons. And fall for your own present firm condition. You fall from your own present firm condition, your own steadfastness of mind. Why? Because of misunderstanding of the scriptures, because of misunderstanding of the teachings. So don't fall for it, don't be misled. It says, be forewarned and take action. Be forewarned and take the word of God seriously. Study to show yourself approved. Study to know what the word of God says and take advantage of it. Know what God has provided. Know what is yours in the kingdom. Know that it is the diligent that becomes rich. It is not how many prayer meetings that you attend. It's not how much offering that you give. You must be diligent. You must study. You must apply the knowledge of the word to you. Put it to practice. Verse 18. He said, But grow in grace. But grow in grace undeserved favor, spiritual strength and recognition and knowledge. He said grow in grace. Grow in recognition and knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He said grow in them. If you grow in knowledge and you grow in the understanding of the scripture, you will prosper. If you know how to apply the word of God and not be led in error, you will do well. If you are diligent to stay with the word, not misunderstanding the meaning of the scriptures, it said you will do well. It's a growing grace. It said, but you you must guide against error. You must guide against instability. You must guide. Against being stubborn to new information. But grow in grace. Undeserved favor spiritual strength and recognition and knowledge and understanding of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the Messiah. To him be glory, honor, majesty and splendor both now and to the day of eternity. So be it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The diligent is made rich. So whatever you do, be diligent. Don't waste resources. Don't spend all that you earn. Invest in your future. Don't wear tomorrow's clothes today. Don't drive tomorrow's car today. Otherwise, when tomorrow comes, you will find nothing to drive. Don't eat your tomorrow today. When tomorrow comes, there'll be nothing for you to eat. Be diligent. Be faithful. Stay with what you have. Know that God has given you the best of the land and go possess lands. Go invest. Do something and you'll be made rich. Let us pray. Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word is instructive and your word gives us direction. Your word set the course that we must follow. Father, let your word move us from where we are, from our comfort zone to where you want us to be, that we may take repossession of lands and investment you have prepared for us. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I cause every spirit of limitation, limitation in capacity to dream, to see visions, limitations. To ideas that your world is presented to, to us. Father, I come against those limitations in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that clarity of vision be granted. Grace to take advantage of opportunities be granted. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare, Father God, as you have declared, that the best of the land is us. That true diligence, O oh God, that everyone will made rich in the name of Jesus. That no one under the sound of my voice in five or ten years time, Father, God will become poorer than they are today. In the name of Jesus, Father, your resources are abound, and you want to hand it to your children. Father, give us the formula. Teach us the way that we must go. Teach us the way to go. And the boldness to take advantage of that which you have provided. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father. You said unto whom. A lot is given. A lot is expected. Father you expect us to do well. Those that you gave the five talents. You expect them to have ten. Father let us be counted amongst those. That have multiplied. Those that have taken possession. Possession. All that you've given us. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, Father God, that special opportunities will open up, avenues for them to take advantage of the grace of God in their lives. In the name of Jesus, I release angels now and I command them, in the name of Jesus Christ, to unveil opportunities that are available now, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I declare that all that they need to possess that they take position and they take charge in jesus name amen let us pray let us share the grace